0: And as always, thank you so much for hanging out with us today as we dive into another spooky movie. But something a little bit different today is it is officially 2024. Somehow, once again, we've hit another Monday holiday,
1: basically. (laughs) In a row. Let's go. Which is
0: working out really, really well for us and for these episodes. Personally, I'm Mm -hmm. loving it. Um, but yeah, it's the first, if you're listening to this on Monday, it is the first it's new year's day, uh, 2024 has arrived. She's fresh. She's brand spanking new. Um, but we're still, we're still reminiscing a little bit about yeah. 2023, some
1: lingering thoughts about 2023. Mm -hmm. uh granted we'll try not to be too loud because i'm sure some of you have some gnarly hangovers right now if you're listening on the first but hopefully you had a good holiday Mm -hmm. hopefully you were hanging out with us during those holidays because we had some banger episodes for you but also hopefully you were watching horror last year because Mm -hmm. uh overall granted 2022 came out absolutely swinging when it comes to horror movies uh 2023 wasn't a slouch either. It no. was really kind of doing its thing.
0: No, 2023 said, "Okay, and okay, <laughs> we're still going to do some good stuff this year." That is to say that I feel that we had some pretty big movies that came out this past year that people were excited about and lived up to the hype or some unexpected gems where they just kind of popped up out of nowhere and were pretty fantastic, at least for us. Um, Mm -hmm. And also, I think just it was really fun to kind of see the hype around a lot of movies last year and to hear people talking about them, to hear other people's thoughts. We got to cover a handful of new movies last year, uh, but also had some things unexpected situations arise that caused us to not be able to cover as many new movies as we wanted. Um, True. So we actually haven't been able to share our thoughts on a good amount of the movies that came out last year. We haven't been able to speak directly to you, homies, and let you know whether we liked it, whether we didn't like it, whether we recommend it or not. Uh, for some people, me, I didn't even see them. At the time they <laughs> came out. So you wouldn't have even known. Even if I would have had a thought, you knew you wouldn't have known it because <laughs> I didn't see the movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, th- I, that's that's the thing. It's 2023, it, it was a crazy just absolute whirlwind of a year. So many things happened, both good and bad, and in between. But um overall there were still movies. There were a lot of them. We did our best to watch as many of them as we could. Mm-hmm. And I guess for those who are kind of new to this, this is a bit of a tradition we've picked up the past couple of years where we do look back at the year and all things spooky that happened. But with a couple of caveats. For one, um, there are a lot, and I mean a lot of horror movies that come out every single year. And it would be nigh impossible for us to cover every single one of them in a single episode. Just, it couldn't be done. And I don't think you want an episode that lengthy anyway psychologically
0: Um, (laughs) i don't want to do it
1: (laughs) so what we did is we did our best to kind of condense what we believe are the defining scary movies of 2023 Mm -hmm. um into one cohesive list of our 20 picks of films that we think kind of cover the entire spectrum um and most of these are going to be movies that had theatrical releases we will say um just before the streaming pitchforks go up like we understand that there were a lot of awesome streaming horror movies that came out as well however once again that's a giant library and we can only talk about so many movies at once so for the most part we're going to be sticking to bigger releases
0: yes we are going to be diving into these movies as much as we can uh given the parameters of the episode for movies that we've already talked about or already released episodes on very very brief you will hear Mm -hmm. our basic yes we liked it no we didn't like it but for movies that we haven't gotten a chance to talk about before we will be just giving a pretty nice straight to the point review for you homies We will be skipping spoilers. No spoilers in this episode. So you can. No
1: spoiler warning. Listen.
0: Listen freely and not be afraid that you're going to be getting uh, any plot points ruined for you. Everything that we'll be talking about will be stuff that you would have seen in the trailer, basic knowledge that you'll just know about the plots. And then everything else will be our opinions. And yeah, we will be going. Through the year, so we'll be starting in January and going through the releases for you homies. And these movies to us, in our opinion, <laughs> and in the opinion it seems to us of most people within the horror sphere, these movies were the biggest releases of the year. These were the ones that had the biggest hype, that had the biggest buzz, or that were people were looking the most forward to or that after they came out people were talking about for a long time that's kind of what we use to choose this the movies that we're going to dive a little bit more into um but yeah this is the homies rewind for 2023 so pull up a seat drink Some of that leftover champagne (laughs) for all you 4 a.m. listeners out there. Why don't you have a mimosa? And let's dive into 2023, uh, a year in review. Okay, so starting off the year, basically right at the beginning of January, we had Megan. Megan came out um, January 6th for a full theatrical release and a brief synopsis of Megan is a marvel of modern technology. Megan was designed by the brilliant roboticist Gemma to be the ultimate playmate, but things take a turn for the worst when Megan develops a mind of her own. So Megan, I actually just saw like, <laughs> two days ago.
2: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> so uh, my fresh thoughts of Megan i really i enjoyed the movie right i it's fun it's it's silly and it's not taking itself too seriously it's it's fun i think it's just it's a good time Mm
1: -hmm. absolutely i feel like it gave me a lot of the similar feelings that i felt when i watched child's play for the first time where it's just getting Mm -hmm. to know an evil murderous doll which i hate evil murderous dolls they're my kryptonite um, and Megan fell right into that category. To be fair, this movie had a lot of hype, had a lot of buzz. Um, so I think this was one that was easily overhyped for some people. But overall, I agree with you. I had a great time with this. And I don't know if you watch the regular or the unrated version that had like a couple extra scenes in it with a little bit more gore.
0: Yeah, I um, watched the unrated.
1: You watched the unrated? Had to do that it. one. That one for me had just enough to hit all of the right notes. And for me... Megan was definitely one that started the year off strong. I think that overall, this was a great way to ring in the year. Mm -hmm. And it's a movie that I honestly plan to go back and watch at some point. And I'm kind of hyped for the sequel too.
2: Mm,
0: hmm. Yeah, Megan, I it was kind of what I expected, and that's a good thing because I was expecting going into it and just having a, a good time and just kind of an entertaining movie that knew exactly what it was doing, and I feel like this movie did. Megan, I think, is awesome, honestly, was a great antagonist. I really enjoyed watching her uh throughout the film. You know, I do think that there are a couple of moments in the movie that I – Recall being frustrated during just because I do think their passage of time in this movie is a little bit confusing to me. And so some of the sequencing of the way that things happen was frustrating in the moment. But looking back, it really doesn't bother me that much because this movie is not that serious. So at the end of the day, it's really not that big of a deal. And yeah, I recommend the movie i if you haven't checked it out and, if you want just a silly, fun PG-13 slasher, I think Megan is is exactly that. So, yeah, I would oh. recommend this. Hands down.
1: Yeah. And, uh, and also, the dance is iconic. Oh, my God. Come on. It's so good. <laughs> the way that
0: dance was eating up my timeline. <laughs> if I didn't know nothing about Megan, I knew she was cutting a rug. That was all <laughs> I knew. <laughs> I know the, I knew the dance, but the day after the movie came out, I knew the whole dance.
1: But moving right along, uh, jumping all the way to February, our next big release was Skinnamarink coming to us on February 2nd. Um, this one was both streaming and theatrical, but Skinnamarink is the story of two children waking up in the middle of the night to find their father missing and all the doors and windows to their home gone in an unsettling surrealist mystery this is a movie we actually talked about before uh, with the Fright Crew. Uh, we had a full discussion on this one. And we had thoughts. Um, most of them being, we liked what it was going for, but it was, I think, a little too long for both of us. Yeah,
0: look, dude. Uh, Skid of a Rink, I will give it up to them. They did, for, for trying something new, for being different, Analog Horror, I think, has a very specific audience. And... This, to me, is a perfect example of that. I think people that enjoy that horror are going to enjoy that film. However, Skinner started as a short film. I think it should have stayed a short film. I think mm-hmm. if you want to see Skinner watch the short film. I would recommend that over watching Skinner Just because I think <laughs> that's the way that the story should be told. That's the length the story should be told. I had more of an emotional response to the short than I did the movie, but I think that's just because I was frustrated with the movie. <laughs> and I was kind of irritated by the time it ended, which kind of soiled, I think, anything it did within the film.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I I definitely championed the idea that I love the fact that this did get a theatrical release, and I want to continue a trend of seeing more experimental movies in theaters. However, this is one of those movies where the length really really weighed on me and even though i was cool with the experimental nature of things by act three i was i was on fumes y'all like i i it it really couldn't hold my attention personally and a lot of that is deliberate due to the way that it was shot and the way that everything is framed and again as erica said it is a taste preference and there are some people out there that will live and die by this movie and i understand why but i also understand why this movie was so divisive and why not everybody enjoyed it
0: yeah yeah so not when i will go back to first yeah sure. <laughs>
1: this this one this one for me is going to be a pass with a caveat of like if you have any interest in something a little bit different check yeah. it out but i think for the general masses this one you'll be okay not seeing yeah
0: i'm leaving this one in 2023 respectfully, respectfully. <laughs> <laughs> and then actually the day after that so february 3rd knock at the cabin came out and knock at the Cabin. Is on a vacation to a remote cabin, a family of three are faced with an impossible decision when a group of armed individuals ask them to help save the world. This is an M night Shyamalan film. Um, for anyone who heard Our Year Rewind last year, me and we had beef because old really <laughs> pissed me off. I left old feeling.
2: Upset.
0: Uh, yeah, <laughs> I left old feeling a little froggy like I kind of wanted to fight I was I was <clears throat> irritated by that which was kind of a bummer for me because I like M. Night Shyamalan even the movies that people don't like the village I really enjoy those movies I hadn't had that strong of a reaction to a movie and so this movie was one I was excited tentatively about i really liked it i Mm, i really liked it i thought that the story this to me was a really nice kind of suspenseful thriller more so than horror uh which uh, to be fair i think you know i feel like some of his later movies have kind of skated the line of horror anyway um but Mm -hmm this yeah this to me i really liked the story i liked the premise of it a lot i know it is based on a book like a short story maybe yeah like the
1: cabin at the end of the world World, i believe something like that
0: so we already had a foundation i found the most the reviews that i found that were the least favorable of this movie were people who had read that story read the story and did not like the changes that were made those were the people uh, that i found that did not not enjoy that i am not in that boat because this is the first time i've seen this story so this is the only version of it i know and i really enjoyed it i thought that it was really interesting and i think the questions that it posed thinking throughout i like i was intrigued by them i didn't ever feel my attention wane because i always kind of wanted to know for a pretty simple setting and device at the end of the day i felt like they because it kind of feels like a play and the way Mm -hmm. that it unfolds but it still kept my attention and i thought it was like a really nice emotional journey
1: yeah yeah no dude i actually fully agree with you (laughs) i was pleasantly surprised how much i like this movie um gonna give it up to it. I feel like Knock at the Cabin reignited my faith in M. Night mm-hmm. and his ability to just tell a good story because uh, that's what I think really worked about this one is for me, it stripped away a lot of my expectations for the director and just told an interesting tale with some great characters and some honestly very tense moments that kept me engaged the entire time. I never felt the length I was always wondering what was going to happen next. And the level of suspense that the story was giving me was fantastic. Like, I was genuinely shocked at how much I enjoyed this one after the abs- absolute abomination that was old. Oh, and I just I think this was really, yeah. really good. I'm actually kind of sad because I didn't see this one until recently for this episode. I wish I'd watched it earlier. I think this one was yeah. really good. And like, a lot of people had mentioned that this movie was good to me, like, throughout the year. And now that I've finally seen it, I'm saying right here on the pod, you were right. You were right. It was a good movie. I definitely enjoyed it. You
0: got me back, baby. <laughs> it was a tough year, <laughs> but you got me back in your clutches. Don't lose me. <laughs> don't give me another old. Also, side note, I also just wanted to say I can only speak so much from my perspective because I, you know, I cannot relate and I don't, I can only speak for how I felt the portrayal was, but I also really liked the way that they portrayed the family within this film and Mm -hmm. the fact that they were a like gay couple and I, it was important to the movie, but it was not all that they were. And I actually really liked that portrayal. Some movies are still really struggling with that for me. Um, but I would be interested to hear other people's thoughts on that. But for me, I really, really liked this family. Like that was one of the highlights Mm -hmm. of the film. I think the acting had a lot to do with that, but, um, Yeah, just wanted to throw that out there as well.
1: Yeah, solid one. So definitely going to be a watch from me. And then Erica, it sounds like it's a watch from you as well. (laughs) Moving right along, still in February on the 22nd, we got Cocaine Bear, which, true to its name, this movie follows the bloody hijinks of a wild bear strung out on cocaine. And when I say simplicity works best, Cocaine Bear for me is the is the Prime example of that, because I went into that movie expecting one thing and one thing only, a cocaine, uh, a cracked out cocaine bear killing people. And you know what I got from this movie? A cracked out cocaine bear killing people. It was fun. Similar to Megan, it was just a good time. Like Mm -hmm. the funny bits, they worked for me. The characters, they were fun to watch, even more fun to see get mauled. And the bear, although very CG in several places, didn't really matter. It truly really didn't. Watching the antics was enough to, like, cover all of that. And overall, I just had a really, really good time with it. Now, granted, I will say, like, the last, last little bit of it did drag a bit for me. I think maybe the movie was a smidge, like a a teeny tiny bit too Mm -hmm. long. But overall, I enjoyed the ride. I thought it was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, dude, good time. You know what I liked about <laughs> Cocaine Bear? And I think that this is also perhaps the reason people might not like Cocaine Bear is because I agree with you. I think this is a movie you go in kind of expecting a certain thing and then you get that thing and you're, you think, great. But I also kind of liked that it was a slice of life movie in addition <laughs> to Cocaine Bear because it it did feel very much as we're following these different people and in this day in their life and it just so happens that on this day there's also a cocaine bear and i enjoyed that i i thought it was i thought it was really fun and it helped because you actually get to know a lot of these people some people better than others but it's mm-hmm. really interesting to kind of watch all of the different personalities and characters unfold feels like the actors are having a really good time. And I had a good time as a result. I thought it was really funny. I agree. The CGI is, I don't, it doesn't really matter (laughs) in a movie like this because we know it's not a real bear at the end of the day. Um, I totally get what you're saying. For me personally, I actually didn't have that feeling. I actually preferred the second half to the first half. Um okay. weirdly enough, I don't know why. I think it's just cuz everything kept ramping up and ramping up. Mm-hmm. Um There were some things at the end that I felt like kind of got thrown into the mix just to be there that yeah. were more question marks for me than anything else, but it didn't ruin anything for me. Um so yeah, now I had a good time. There's some really fun sequences in this and like dude, it's a bear on cocaine, like I will never <laughs> I will never be upset about that. Also, I watched three movies before I watched Cocaine Bear
2: mm-hmm.
0: and in each movie, because um Margot Martindale is in this movie, yeah, she plays the Ranger, and she's like a well-known character actress mm-hmm. and every movie that i saw before there was an actress in it that i said oh that's margo martindale and it wasn't so which and i didn't know she was in this movie so when she finally popped up in this movie i was like
1: finally it's about been,
0: i thought i saw you all day where you been i thought i saw her in megan i thought i saw her in the exorcist believer
2: <laughs> so
0: when i saw her in this Imagine my vindication. I was like, Margo, I just knew you were buzzing around here. That's why.
1: You were here somewhere. And what, hey, honestly, what a good lineup to have Cocaine Bear be the cap. That was very smart. I see what you did there.
0: Yeah, I had to end it on a little Cocaine Bear, you know. Have a little (laughs) razzle-dazzle before I went to sleep.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but definitely a watch from me. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's really fun. If the idea interests you, you should check it out.
0: Yes, I completely agree. I would recommend this i'm actually really excited to watch it again um mm-hmm. so yes definitely watch cocaine bear if you haven't and actually speaking of bears <laughs> um <laughs> an honorable mention that came out in february was winnie the pooh blood and honey
1: yeah almost made this list almost uh,
0: if you were really super interested in hearing us break that movie down we have a full episode on it it's Just okay. Uh, notably mentioned because I think it got a lot of hype this year because it was a Winnie the Pooh horror movie. And so a lot of people were talking about it this year. But I think this is a perfect example of one where the hype was really high leading up to it. And then once it came out, it really fizzled.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. 100% agree with that. And uh, I just I still don't know how I feel about them. One, continuing this whole, like, taking these IPs and making horror movies out of them. And then, even though I loved Cocaine Bear, these drug-induced animal films, we'll see. We'll see how this timeline (laughs) plays out. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'd be excited for it. But yeah, I agree. We shall see. (laughs) But that is going to take us out of February and into March, which let us see the return of the Scream franchise. Scream 6 came out March 10th. And this was the follow-up story to Tara and Sam's brush with Ghostface, taking to the streets of New York as they once again face off against a new masked killer. I loved Scream 6.
1: Yep, same. We
0: have an episode on Scream 6. We do. Featuring our lovely friends from the Rise from the Dead podcast. Um, they there. They, they are there. <laughs> they are screaming. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, Scream 6 to me was an improvement on Scream 5 in all of the areas that I needed it to be improvements like Mm -hmm. I was really happy with the things that they fixed because Scream 5 although I enjoyed it was not what I wanted it to be (laughs) um, at Mm -hmm. the same time and every basically everything that I complained about in Scream 5 Scream 6 improved upon for me and so that was really exciting I had a great time watching it in theaters the gore in this movie is really, really World great. Mm-hmm. It's really great. I mean, Scream has always been, you know, a stab a stab-a-thon <laughs> type of franchise. And that continues in, in even into this movie. But we also get some other creative deaths, which are really fun. And I feel like this movie finally did what I wanted it to do with the legacy characters in a way I think it still fumbled it a little bit for me Mm -hmm. but it did a much better job than Scream 5
1: that's that's fair I I think on the flip side I didn't mind Scream 5 as much I actually kind of liked it um so going into Scream 6 I was just nervous about them at least meeting my same expectations that I had from the fifth one and similarly to Erica it exceeded all of them Um, Scream 6 was an absolute blast. I enjoyed it from beginning to end. I thought that it was a really great just homage to not only the franchise, but to all of the fans who enjoy the franchise so much. I feel like there was a lot there to love and enjoy. Um, And overall, it was just a really fun slasher bloodbath. Um, Granted, with all the new news and information that we've gotten about Scream 7, um, the potential future of this franchise is currently looking a little dim. However, I do stand firm with the idea that if Scream 6 happens to be the last one in the franchise, I feel like they went out with a bang and it was a great movie.
0: I agree. Um, Coming from more casual Scream fans, I think especially for you, I kind of find myself a little bit in the middle, but we enjoyed it. But also die hard Scream fans. Um, We like rise from the dead they're both really big <laughs> scream fans they also enjoyed it so yeah i think it was a really great movie that kind of appealed to all types of fans so yeah definitely check scream six out if you haven't and i agree if this does end up being the end at least for a while super fitting i, I think it's a great way
1: mm-hmm. And then moving right along into April, we had yet another kind of sequel in *Evil Dead Rise* coming to us on the twenty-first. This movie follows an apartment complex that is plunged into chaos when a tenant becomes possessed after one of their children reads from the Book of the Dead. Uh, now, we have covered a little bit of *Evil Dead Rise* on the on the podcast. I have, through the podcast, been getting my feet wet in Evil Dead because I wasn't a diehard fan before. Um, And I personally really enjoyed Evil Dead Rise. I think it was one of my highlights of 2023. Um, The overall adrenaline ride that was seeing this movie in the theaters was top notch for me. Um, I think that it captured everything that I enjoyed from the last Evil Dead remake um, and took some of those things to another level changed some things and made them their own but still gave me all of that evil dead goodness with the gore the creepy deadites the possessions the squirm in your seat moments i feel like it was all there and i really honestly had a great time with evil dead rise
0: yeah evil dead rise was really really fun uh this beginning of our year we're kind of Coming out of the gate hot. Who's eating, as they say? I, yeah, I was full. Uh, <laughs> not that I saw all of them, but even the ones that I saw, I was like, I was pleased with them. I Evil Dead was one of those where, yeah, once again, I just feel like this franchise went in a kind of totally different direction than it has um, so far in the sense of kind of bringing us to a new environment, having us have some new protagonists in a way very different than what we've seen previously and like I I was worried that it wasn't gonna work but it really did like it really ended up working well they found some really great ways to work a city atmosphere into that same isolation that you expect from the Evil Dead movies and the gore I mean they they really did not hold back despite the fact that there are kids in this movie, which I think honestly was people's biggest concern was that because we were dealing with some younger characters, were we going to still go full balls to the wall with the gore? And they did. Mm-hmm. And it really works. It's it's a really good time. It keeps that Evil Dead spirit, like I said, while still being new. And yeah, I, I really... Really recommend this one too, especially to people who maybe were a little afraid to check it out because they weren't sure if it would hold up. It is different, but I do think that they do a really great job of keeping the the tone that you expect from these movies. Also, the opening scene, Top probably notch. one of my favorite opening scenes from a movie this year. Oof. Like...
1: High praise. But it's good. It it's a gave good It made
2: ghost bumps.
1: It was real good. It was good. <laughs> um, so yeah, think definitely a watch from both of us. And also we did a full episode on this one as well. So if you want to check that out, is there for your listening pleasure? Um, and now before we jump a couple of weeks to our next movie, we did have two more honorable mentions um in both Renfield and Bo is Afraid, um, both coming out around this time. That both almost made our list. Um, but I think for both of these films, although they were hyped up in our communities and all in, in our circles, they toe the line of the genre just enough that it felt a little bit out of place to have them on the official list. Mm-hmm. Um, Renfield leading a little bit more into the comedy action and Bo is Afraid leaning way more into the dark comedy style of movie both of these films although probably enjoyed by a good majority of people who like scary movies not necessarily on our must-see scary horror movies of Mm -hmm. the year
0: and now these are ones that you you saw both of these
1: i've seen both of these yeah
0: would you recommend them or
1: i renfield yes renfield i just think is a fun time i -hmm. think like if you take it at face value another one where it's just a good time to watch Bo is afraid i'm gonna be of the camp of people i enjoyed the movie but y'all gotta remember i like really weird movies so mm. boah's afraid was right up my alley and i'm also an ari aster fanboy i understand every critique that i have read about Boas afraid and i fully fully recognize how long that movie is it is a mission I will say seeing it at home was a lot more comfortable. I got to take breaks. I got (laughs) to get up and use the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And it made the overall viewing experience of it a lot better. Um, So for that one, similarly to Skinnamarink, if you're looking for something a little bit more experimental, give it a shot. But I think for the general public, might not be your favorite.
0: Okay. Speaking of long, uh, just a little footnote. Basically... Almost every movie that we are covering on this list was at least an hour and 40 minutes long. I think there are maybe a couple of these that are coming in at an hour and a half. Some of these were longer than I anticipated for them to be. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Nothing wrong with that. Sometimes for the movies that I enjoyed, I was not complaining. However, there are some of these that I could feel the length of them. I will still petition hour and a half sweet spot still for me hour 45 if we must some of these were punching two hours (laughs) just wanted to throw that out there (laughs) none were as bad as Bo's afraid though yeah that's like three hours (laughs) that was a
1: smooth three-hour adventure but it's a wild ride y'all I will tell you firsthand (laughs) I
0: believe you (laughs) all right but we are actually going to be jumping forward nothing in May. Uh, at least nothing in May that we're talking about. Um, our next big release is going to be coming out in June. And that was The Boogeyman, which came out June 2nd. After the death of their mother, Sadie and Sawyer Harper have no time to grieve before a chance visitor invites a dark spirit known only as The Boogeyman into their home. Um, The Boogeyman honestly gives me like 2010 to 2013-ish vibes. Mm -hmm. It really reminds me of movies like Mama and Lights Out and Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, Mm -hmm. which is not a bad thing at all. I enjoy those types of movies because there's a lightness to them where they're just easy watches. Whether they are good or not is kind of inconsequential because there are just kind of nice, easy horror movies to get through. Um, The Boogeyman is just okay. It had some interesting moments as far as Mm -hmm. scares go. But nothing you've never seen before. I will also say the Boogeyman creature in and of itself has some also. I think there were some cool ideas with the things that it could do. I don't know that I loved it overall, like what mm-hmm. what it was, but it did have some cool stuff. The opening for this movie actually was, I liked the opening of this movie as well. I thought it was like a good opening.
1: Yeah, that opening was solid. I thought
0: that was pretty cool. And the way this movie plays with light is kind of fun as well. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's just okay. Like, I don't think it's super memorable. I feel that. <laughs> it's just like, I and that's what I mean. It's one of those ones that you'd pop up on a day, when you're just in the mood for a horror movie, but also mm-hmm. not wanting to be totally focused on one, and it would be fine in the background. Yeah.
1: This one, for me, feels like one for the not-hardcore fans. And I and I don't mm-hmm. say that in any sort of mean, polarizing way. I just mean that this is a very, like, easy-to-digest horror movie. Yeah. And, like, sometimes you need those. And granted, The Boogeyman was one of the ones that I waited a while to watch just because I wasn't necessarily too hype about it. Um, but one thing from the trailers that did get me interested was how they were going to do their scares. And I'm going to give credit where credit is due. I also thought this movie was just okay. However, for movies of this type, the like very much jump scary, like gotcha Mm -hmm. style of scary movies. This one got me way more than I was expecting it to. I think that if nothing else, the scares and the boogeyman were very well crafted pretty much across the board. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the biggest ones being what you were talking about with how they play with light, and how they use that in tandem with our antagonist, I think there are some really great sequences of light and darkness that honestly had me genuinely spooked. And even though the movie itself didn't really leave a lasting impression on me, some of those moments while sitting through them did. Mm -hmm. And so I'll give them if nothing else. You scared me a couple of times, and for that, I thank you.
0: (laughs) Uh, Two quick things on it. One, the bully characters in this movie are way too much for me personally. Too, too much. Who? Who? Who's saying that? (laughs) (laughs) Who's being that way? Okay. And secondly, because this is not actually the first movie that... Uh, is on our list like this actually Megan was but I waited to talk about it in this one and there will be more like it I am getting a little bit I think exhausted of the dead parent trope Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's a crutch that is being used and it's becoming a little bit too much for me only because now in this movie it's a big deal but also in Megan it was a big deal I don't Always think it's necessary. I don't know why we can't. <laughs> if the parent. If you want a single parent story. I think we could honestly have them be separated. Or I don't even know why we can't have both parents. I think it's easier sometimes to write it. Where you only have to deal with one guardian figure. And try mm-hmm. to figure out how to get rid of them. And not have them be too involved. But. The trauma. And the toll that it takes on our characters. And. And having to work through that in addition to all the other stuff on top i'm just kind of i'm tired (laughs) of it i like don't want to deal with it anymore every movie i go into i don't want to have to deal with a dead mom like i (laughs) i really am like quite exhausted by it at this point in time um and it works not to say that it doesn't work. You know, we will have movies later on that I enjoy where that is actually a big element of it. But I think we can do something different and I can still work and we don't have to try and work through this. Like, how are we going to deal with them not being here? Like uh, that's not the story I sign up for. I signed <laughs> up for a boogeyman, <laughs> not this girl trying to process her grief. Like it's not the story I sign up for. So just a random thought. I would love 2024. I know these movies are already in the process or they're already done, but I would love to see us move. Can both parents just be alive? <laughs> Let's in try some that.
1: capacity. Just <laughs> Let's to try see.
0: that. <laughs> I'd love to see it. <laughs>
1: That's a fair point. And I also do definitely want to echo you on the bully sentiment because there are quite a few movies from this year with like cartoonishly evil bullies (laughs) that I was, maybe it's just watching them in quick succession, but that was very fatiguing as well. Where I was like, Mm -hmm. I know bullies were bad, but are they really that bad? Has it gotten that bad? Because if so, we need some intervention because these bullies are next level notorious
0: it's just so obvious. I don't know. I just feel
1: like... like where, where are the parents? Where are the teachers? Where is, where is everyone?
0: <laughs> the parents died. <laughs> they got leukemia last year. I'm dead serious. You guys will notice it now. I'm so serious. But yeah, no, I agree. Some of these bullies... It, that's what it also feels very old school, mm-hmm. the way that these bullies are written, because they are very much like... <laughs> like so, that also feels very like early two
1: thousands. Yeah, <laughs> but still moving in the same month um, and kind of breaking our own rules here. But because it's for a very good exception, we have the Blackening, which came to us on the sixteenth. Um, and this film is a horror comedy uh, about a group of friends who reunite for a Juneteenth celebration only to find themselves in the crosshairs of a vengeful killer in this hilarious look into black horror stereotypes. Uh, This movie was so much fun. Now, granted, if you didn't know, if you couldn't tell, or if you're wondering, we are black, so there's going to be a bit of bias here. Mm -hmm. But damn it, I had a good time with this movie. I had a blast.
0: No, this movie is so funny. I <laughs> thought it was so funny. I had a great time watching this movie. Um, it is it's I love movies that are successful at like satirizing genres, and I do think that this movie is successful. It pokes fun at all of the really ridiculous elements of horror, specifically horror for people of color, and but does it in a fun way. It does mm-hmm. it in a way that is... Like, they're jokes that have been told before. They're jokes that many people make, but they really took it and ran with it in this movie and were able to extend that joke successfully for the entire runtime. I enjoyed it. I really did. I was excited about this movie, and it lived up to what I was expecting. And there were jokes like d- legitimately had me laughing out loud when oh, I was yeah, watching this. Oh, yeah,
2: absolutely. So
0: highly recommend if you have not watched it yet, uh, please do because it is, it's a good time.
1: It's it's such a good time. One, one of the most fun experiences I've had in a movie theater in a very, very long time. 10 out of 10 would watch again.
0: <laughs> we are once again back at a sequel that, I wasn't expecting, but okay. it's Insidious, (laughs) the Red Door, which came out on July 7th, nine years after the Lambert family was last terrorized by the spirits of the further. Dalton is now on his way to college and regaining his memories. Can Dalton and his father, Josh, finally close the door on this chapter for good? So, this is one that you have not seen, but I watched. Um, Yeah. I'm
1: going to keep it a buck. I'm quite behind in the Insidious (laughs) series.
0: Yeah. Well, and so this movie is actually a direct sequel to the second Insidious um, because one, two, and now the last door, the last door, the red door, (laughs) (laughs) um, are the Insidious movies that follow the Lambert family, um, which for anyone who it's been a while lambert family are our f- our favorite family of astral projectors
2: <laughs>
1: who
0: can go into the further and uh, kind of tiptoe around spirits and such um what is fun about this movie is that we have returning actors so not only do we have our parents back but Also, the kids are the same actors that they were in the original movie, which I thought was really fun because they have aged basically as they're expected to. And so like they're the appropriate age, you recognize them. And that aspect was kind of fun to have like Dalton back and it's Dalton um, because they definitely could have just cast new actors, but I'm glad they didn't. In my opinion, pack it up. (laughs) (laughs) pack it up delicious (laughs) you look like a man i i just can't i'm i think i do think that this is meant to literally be the closing chapter at least on the lambert story however Mm -hmm. i really could have done without this the first two insidious movies i think are the best of the insidious films um, because it was still really new, it was still really fresh. Personally, I like the Lambert family and kind of following their story was what was interesting about Insidious. I will say Insidious has never been like my favorite franchise by any means. Um, mm-hmm. But I still enjoyed it for what it was and the scares and the way that they kind of melted these two worlds together. I always thought that that was really scary. My issue... As we are now nine years past what last happened, and our family is very different, and although I think what they explore in this movie makes a lot of sense of like how it mentally and emotionally took a toll on this family, like mm-hmm. i that to me is very interesting. However, it kind of forces a split within the family that I think kind of fucked things up for me because I always liked seeing them all handling the situation together. And that's really not what the story is. um, Because Dalton is at college (laughs) for the whole movie, basically. And then the rest of the family is like away from Dalton. And the mom's like at home, the dad's on his, like it's like the whole family is very...
1: Like separated
0: yeah, and I didn't really find that element interesting because I liked them, I liked seeing them handle things together. I thought that that was what was cool about insidious. also, this is in the trailer, but well, also, if you watched the last two insidious movies, you will know that their memories um were wiped at the end of the the second movie. So obviously, this movie is kind of about them, like, remembering. Oh, my God, the way it's hard. It's really hard to, like, <laughs> wait for that to happen throughout the movie because we as the audience are already privy to all of this information that we now have to rewatch characters learn. Oof. And I'm that can be rough. not a fan of it's hard. It's really hard, I think, for that to be successful because it is frustrating as a per- to know all of this information That the character should also know. But they don't. And now they Mm -hmm. have to again. Oh. (laughs) Give me (laughs) breath. (laughs) Give me peace. Because it was a rough time for me. Um, Also there is a new character introduced in this movie. uh, Named Chris. And she is a friend to Dalton. I want to say. I think the actress did a wonderful job. With what she was meant to do. I think that she is poorly written. As like. Quirky art student and Mm. you know exactly what i mean
2: (laughs) (laughs) i don't gotta say anything else (laughs) um
0: yeah so that was also a bit of a fumble for me uh patrick wilson actually directed this movie um so i think as far as his directing went you know that was good some of the scares are still successful even now however I think at this point in the Insidious franchise, we know the scares, you know, and and so that element, even still it being good and being the further is still interesting. But I saw a lot of people who said that they thought that this was like a a nice conclusion for their story. For me, I didn't agree. It kind of left me wanting actually more than I The second had just been the conclusion. I was pretty satisfied with their story ending there. Um, Having this be the conclusion, it's kind of nice. Like by the end of it, you're like, oh, that was nice. But Mm -hmm. like it could have been so much more.
1: (laughs) Okay, fair enough. Yeah, this was one that I was not racing to go see by any means. But again, I'm like not huge. I've only seen the first Insidious and part of the second one. Um, so it was probably going to be a miss for me anyway.
0: It's a miss. Honestly, I don't recommend it. If you're clamoring, you got to know what's going on with the Lamberts. You're keeping up with the Lamberts. Please see it. (laughs) It is on Netflix. (laughs) Um, but even as someone who enjoys the first two, I don't think this is necessary for the story to feel closed for you.
1: Uh, next up, we had Cobweb, another kind of divisive movie, uh, coming to us on the 21st. This movie is a young boy named Peter begins hearing strange sounds from his bedroom wall. His parents insist it's just his imagination, but it isn't long before Peter begins to believe his parents may be hiding a sinister secret. Um, so I saw this one and this was one of the last ones that I ended up watching just because some people liked it. Some people didn't really care for it. I fell right in the middle. Okay. I It was better than what I expected it to be. And the plot actually surprised me in a couple of places. And overall, I thought that it was good. Funny enough, I found a lot of similarities between the Boogeyman and this in terms of just that, like, it's doing all the things that you expect it to do. There's a lot of, there's a lot of like, oh, this character suspicious. What are they up to? Et cetera, et cetera. And I'll be real, one of the biggest pulls of this movie for me was the fact that Anthony Starr was in there, because I am a big fan of the boys, and anytime I see him on screen, I know he's up to no good, and I want (laughs) to know why. Um, And so I think the mystery of Cobweb is one of the most fun parts about it, and I think that there's enough in this movie that will take you by surprise that it is actually worth a watch. Mm -hmm. However... I'm giving it a, a a tentative watch because I can understand people maybe not liking this one. It's not like it it didn't wow me in any regard, but it did keep me satisfied for the most part. My biggest con for this movie is I didn't think that it stuck the landing very well. Mm. I thought that everything up to the end was serviceable, but the ending didn't really hit for me. Okay. Um but It was more fun than I expected. So I actually do recommend checking this one out.
0: Okay. Yeah. No, I'm still honestly looking forward to watching this. It was one that I was interested in. Love Lizzie Kaplan. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I'm still definitely probably going to check this one out. That takes us to the end of the month. We are still in July. And we are going to be talking about Haunted Mansion, which came out July 28th after moving into their new home and finding it already occupied by ghosts a desperate mother and her son reach out to some unlikely allies for help so um haunted mansion is two hours long i'm just (laughs) i just want to preface what i'm about to say with that however i didn't feel like it. I really liked this movie. Um, okay. I thought it was a really great time. And honestly, I think one of the best things about this movie is the cast. I had a lot of fun of fun with them. Lakeith like Stanfield was doing it for me in this movie. Uh, he goes on quite an emotional like roller coaster within this film and successfully hits every peak in fall that he is meant to hit. It's very different. From the Eddie Murphy Haunted Mansion, which I will come come out and say I like. I really enjoy the Eddie Murphy one. It was kind of like hit at that perfect time for Same. me. It's it, a nostalgia. It, it is what it is. Yeah. you know, it's silly, it's goofy. It doesn't really follow. I think what maybe Haunted Mansion fans were expecting, but the Eddie Murphy movie is fun. This one I think is much more in line with the ride. It really really does a lot of homages to the haunted mansion ride things that you'll recognize the feel of it the design a lot of the sequences feel plucked straight off of the ride and i really enjoyed that but honestly i think that like i said everybody in this movie is a lot of fun i think they're they all fit their characters they, I. It was funny to me. I thought it was funny. Like Danny DeVito was really funny in this movie, in my opinion. When is he
1: not, though? I know, but he was <laughs>
0: cracking me up in this movie. I don't know. I was having a good old time. I think the set design and the character design. A lot of this movie happens in the mansion. And I think at, there was a moment in the middle where I was a little worried about that. Because even though that is even what happened in the first Haunted Mansion, it was like the journey we go on in this one is a lot more contained. Like our group is together for a lot of it. And and this movie is also longer. And I was a little bit worried that I was going to start to feel really like stale and stagnant. And that mm-hmm. I was going to feel like the same thing over and over and over again. And it did not I feel like they found ways to keep things fresh. There's fun cameos. Um... It feels darker and a little bit more violent. Like this movie, I feel like the stakes feel really high while still keeping things very, very light. So I honestly do think that this kind of like the original one is a good gateway movie for younger kids who are wanting to get into horror or watch something horror. Like I think this is a perfect movie for them. I thought it was really fun emotional it's pretty like it has some great emotional moments it has some good comedic moments and the ending of it i was happy i was like i could watch that again i won't (laughs)
2: because it's (laughs) long
0: but i do i am looking forward to watching it again and it felt when it ended i was like this is gonna become part of my rotation for october for sure Mm.
1: Solid. Yeah, this is one of the ones that I was disappointed that I didn't get a chance to see. Mm-hmm. Tried to watch all of them, but this one, unfortunately, couldn't quite make it. Um, but it is on my to-watch list for yeah. sure. Because um, if nothing else, the cast alone had sold me initially anyway. And now this review has got me yeah. even more interested.
0: And you can tell, like, they, put a, they had a budget behind oh, yeah. this movie. Like, there's okay. a lot of effects, a lot going on. Um, but it's, it's fun. It's a good time. And then actually coming out on the same day, it talked to me also released on July 28th. A group of friends stumble upon an embalmed hand that lets them communicate with the dead. What starts off as a simple party quickly spirals out of control when one of them takes it too far.
1: It is really hard for me to not say that Talk to Me was my favorite scary movie of 2023. (laughs) And I feel like that is a sentiment that has been echoed across all echo chambers Mm. of both the internet and the spooky circles. Because this movie blew up. Um, Made by a pair of very talented YouTubers, Uh, this movie just kind of took everyone by storm. I think the word of mouth was really strong about Mm -hmm. this one, and it just spiraled into... This phenomenal hit, but this to me was just a really well written, well directed, well acted, well shot, and well crafted horror movie. Yeah. It was just it hit every single check mark I needed. I loved this movie from beginning to end. The atmosphere, the journey that these characters go on. One of my favorite things is kind of the imperfections of these characters. Yeah. I love that everybody has their stuff that they're dealing with. And I feel like the mystery around this hand and everything that's happening to this group is really engaging while still being a fun, upbeat kind of like party movie in a lot of places. Mm -hmm. Like it manages to capture every genre it goes for very accurately to me.
0: For sure, yeah. I ain't even gonna hold you. This is one of those movies where when the teaser trailer dropped, I was talking mad shit. I really didn't think <laughs> that it was gonna be anything. I didn't know what it was. I didn't get it. And this, to me, was honestly the biggest unexpected hit, like, hit for me this year. Because, yeah, it really came out of the gate and maybe it was helpful that I really didn't know what to expect, but I was just so pleasantly surprised by everything. This to me is like a story through and through beginning, middle and end. And it sticks the landing. It is so successful from like piece to piece to piece. And it's scary. I mean, mm-hmm. I think one theme that we'll see this year is with these jump scare esque movies that the formula it feels a little tired this year. I've noticed that through some of these movies is that I can almost, it's like almost a copy paste of a jump scare.
1: This Mm -hmm. movie
0: was scary without meaning to really rely on jump scares. Like there are some, but most of the scares come from just the dread (laughs) that this movie Mm -hmm. builds upon. Um, Yeah, highlight of the year for sure. Highly recommend everybody that I've recommended this movie to, has been like that was so fucking scary. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Yeah, absolute. <laughs> if you don't check out any any other one from this list, you have to watch Talk to Me. Yeah. That must watch. Got to see it.
0: Yes. And we have a full episode on it if you homies are um if you want to see what's going on with that.
1: And now, moving into August, we did have one release that I think went a little bit under the radar. Um, And that's The Last Voyage of the Demeter. This came out on the 11th of August and is based on the first chapter of Brom Stoker's Dracula. And the story follows one crew's fight for survival after they agree to transport a very dangerous shipment. I'm gonna say this right out the gate. Another one that like, I like vampires. I'm not huge on vampires. My love for them comes and goes. But this version of Dracula was a lot of fun to me. Again, another one that I think didn't necessarily knock anything out of the park, but one of my favorite bits is just how grounded all of the characters feel. Like these, this entire crew feels like real people mm. with real motives and real motivations. And they also feel really of the time. Everyone feels um, very authentic. And so when shit starts hitting the fan and Dracula starts biting, you do feel for a couple of these characters. And there are some actually pretty emotional moments that I wasn't prepped for. Um, I think this one was good. And this is one that we actually had a couple people in our homie circle recommend us check out. Um, Took a little while to do so, but I understand now what you guys were saying. Um, I think this one is worth a watch. Um, Another one that I think just due to when it came out, I think was quietly under the radar. Um, But I would recommend adding this one to your watch list at some point Mm -hmm. in time. Don't need to rush to see this one. But I do think it's worth seeing at some point, especially if you love the story of Dracula or if you're looking for a bit of a different take on vampires and how we look at them.
0: Okay. Yeah, once again, this is one that I has been on my list and I definitely do want to see it. So we'll be checking it out for sure. All right, but that is going to take us actually into another month where (laughs) we had another sequel. Uh, The Nun 2 came out on September 8th. Four years after their last confrontation, Sister Irene discovers that Valak is still a threat and growing more powerful each day. She races to finally put an end to this demon and save an old friend before it's too late. Have you seen either one of the nuns? No
1: don't think so
0: i will above all else the nun is a movie that i don't think needed to be made i think (laughs) the conjuring universe (laughs) it got a little bit too big for its britches similarly to the way that i feel like some side characters do not have to have their own spin-off show because they work better playing off of the main character that's kind of how i feel about valak is that yes scary that image scary works super well in the conjuring 2 scary however i think that that was a mix of them with everything else i don't think that they needed their own movie um that being said the nun 2 is uh, is not a bad movie i actually okay First of all, I mean, I love Taisa Formiga. The Formiga sisters are kicking ass, taking names consistently for me. <laughs> I think that they are the highlights in, in their franchises a lot of the times. Um, but she is great as Sister Irene. We also have Storm Reed in here as Sister Deborah, who I also think is doing a really great job. The acting in the movie and the setting in the movie, I think are both very successful. Despite me knowing at this point, How these scares are going to play out. They still got me sometimes. Still have me jumping. Still have me sweating a little bit. Conjuring can do something. It's a jump scare. Like there's a lot of them. That's the thing. This movie is basically 75% jump scares (laughs) and then 25% Mm -hmm. plot. However, it's not bad. I think the second half of this movie to me was better than the first. It took me a while to get into it. But halfway through, I feel like we ramped up and I was happy with the way that it ended. Um, I think that this movie is better than the first one. However, I will still say these movies, like the sort of religious horror that I think also just comes in, comes hand in hand with the nun <laughs> character, um, aren't always... My, easy, like, the easiest for me to swallow because a lot of times it's a lot of information. And that is what mm-hmm. this movie is, too. It's like a lot of information until the action ramps up. Once the action ramps up, we're great. The last 50 minutes is great because it's all action. Uh, but the first hour of exposition was something for me to get through. <laughs>
2: um,
0: I think it's, it's, this one, it's hard. I think it's a skip, honestly. Mm-hmm. Unless you love, the Conjuring series, and if you really, really like Valak, the demon, like if, if that if you're interested to see where that story goes, I don't think it's a bad time. Otherwise, I don't think it. I don't think you have to go out of your way to see this one.
1: Okay, fair enough. That's all I needed to hear, honestly.
0: Yeah, it's okay.
1: I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't necessarily checking for Valak anyway.
0: <laughs> to be honest, I had forgot Valak's name. I had to look at it. Up. <laughs> I said, I don't remember who you are. I'm so sorry.
1: Who is this headdress (laughs) fool? Anyway, next up on the list, also in September, we have "It Lives Inside" coming to us on the twenty second. Desperate to fit in with other kids her age, Sam rejects her East Indian culture and family to be like everyone else. However, when a mythological demon spirit latches onto her former best friend, she must come to terms with her heritage in order to defeat it. Okay. Possibly hot take here, but I feel like this movie is a cult classic in the making. Mm I, I, and maybe it's a jump. It's just like, here's the thing I know that title wise it's similar, but I was getting mad it follows vibes from It Lives Inside, just in Mm -hmm. terms of the existential dread that the movie was giving me in so many places. I feel like this is one you're going to watch multiple times, and I think it's going to get better with multiple watches. Mm. Um, The base story itself is a good, scary movie. Um, This whole creature in a jar idea that you get from the trailer is honestly really well done, and I do think thinking about the trailer, they did a good job in giving you just enough information but not showing their entire hand about what the movie is. Um, It's a lot of fun uh sam is a very interesting character to follow again another character that um is imperfect in a lot of ways um but also along with telling a scary story there is a very nice tale about cultural identity here um specifically with a culture that i think doesn't get to see a lot of representation within Mm -hmm. the genre and that was really fun for me um Some of my favorite parts were just watching Sam with her family and just experiencing some of their culture and their little slice of life moments in between the scares. Mm -hmm. I think they did a good job of incorporating that while still weaving in this story of imminent dread against this kind of mythological creature that they're up against. Um, Overall, I think this is another one that perhaps some people kind of skipped over because there wasn't a lot of buzz behind it. And I think that's a disservice. I think this movie is honestly really fun and pretty damn well made. And then also kind of funny footnote is um, they do speak a lot of their native tongue. Uh, There's a lot of Mm -hmm. Hindi in this film. Um, I really like that because it definitely jumps in between this whole cultural identity idea and like who you are in the States versus who you are back home, etc. etc. Somebody from a different place. I resonated with that. Um, But a little funny tidbit is I was fully coming into this episode ready to praise the bravery of this movie of allowing the characters to just slip into their natural languages without subtitles Um, because I watched a good hour of this movie seeing not a subtitle in sight but praise to the movie I still understood what was happening in the sequences even if I didn't know what the characters were saying. The acting and the emotion of the scenes still translated, which mm-hmm. goes back to one of our conversations about like, trust the audience to get it like so, yeah. like you don't need to like explain everything in every movie. Sometimes allow your movie to just be the movie and your audience will be along for the ride. This movie does that um here's the thing though it was my fault because i just <laughs> forgot to turn the subtitles How on. <laughs>
0: embarrassing for you
1: and i still loved it yeah. i still had a fantastic time <laughs> so not only did the movie hold up but it gave me a reason to re-watch it now because now when i go back i can have the subtitles on and I actually hear some of the the nuance of what was happening between these characters mm-hmm. um so this one for me Definitely uh, add us to your watch list. I think this is a watch. I think that, again, this is one of those movies that was well done and just didn't get a lot of buzz. But I think as more and more people see it, there will be a growing appreciation yeah. for this one. Y'all mark my words, okay. David
0: Quote him. I want <laughs> I do want to see this one. It's another one that I want to watch and just kind of slip by me. Um, but I was excited for um yeah. ever seen the trailer you actually reminded me of something a con that i did want to mention uh for the non to is Uh-oh. that not trusting that your audience is smart and mm-hmm. feeling the need to like hand feed us remind us flashback hey remember this it's like yes we do remember that it happened 10 <laughs> minutes ago <laughs> um that is a uh, that was something that kind of irritated me about that movie is um, Mm and that i think honestly happens in that conjuring universe a lot is it's like they think that we can't remember could retain the information that they gave us not but 20 minutes ago and so they have to like force feed it back so annoying not necessary guys
1: (laughs) but yeah also if you're feeling spicy for your first watch try without subtitles again i promise you it'll work
0: Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh to round out the end of the month we had saw x the triumphant return of the saw series mm-hmm. uh, coming out september 29th this prequel story takes a look into the origins of john kramer better known as jigsaw as he punishes a group of con artists in mexico You know I was excited for this.
1: Oh, yo, yo, you You were, you were excited for this. I was excited
2: for this.
1: (laughs) I was talking my shit.
0: (laughs) You, you did. You were talking your shit. You saw it first before Mm -hmm. me.
1: I did. I did.
0: And I for you said that you you texted me and said it was a good time.
1: I did. I did. This is also true. I was talking my shit, but the movie actually kind of shut me up. (laughs) <laughs> I, was, I was expecting Saw 10 to be an absolute dumpster fire. Mm. And it was not. It was actually there, there, I there's a saying going around that the movie is a kind of a return to form to the older films. I agree with that sentiment. I feel like it kind of recaptured what the older Saws were doing right.
0: Can I say? I think it's a little dramatic. I think that's a little hyperbolic. Okay, Okay. for me personally.
1: Hey, you are you are a much more uh, knowledgeable person about this than I am. So please.
0: I mean, I saw people saying it's the best movie since the first Saw, baby. Let's not go that far. Now, this is a good movie and it's a good song movie. I mean, we see John Kramer. What I think is nice about it is this is the most Tobin Bell we'll get. We've got
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the future for these stories are, but I mean, they usually do go chronologically. So this is different for us to see so much Tobin Bell and he is great in this movie as he always is like the 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 story the reasoning behind these traps the traps themselves I think are really fun and the sequencing with the traps I think is really entertaining and there is elements of this where I understand why people are like oh this is a return to form however I think people are just also saying that because like the saw franchise it's been so different these last few movies because we've had there's
1: been no jigsaw yeah
0: we've like, had different jigsaws. so it's not yeah. it's just like okay yeah tobin bell's back like great <laughs> but mm-hmm. for me personally i honestly and maybe this was my own fault i didn't enjoy it as much as i thought it was going to and a lot of that has to do with the writing and the performance of a particular character mm-hmm. felt very off to me and weird. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that perhaps is just me, but it really was kind of taking me out of things.
1: I feel like I know exactly what you're talking about, uh-huh. but I'm not going to ask you to expand on it because we may or may not be talking about this again sometime in the near future. So, Per
2: chance? <laughs> perhaps. Um
1: <laughs> uh, but that is still surprising to me and maybe this is just a situation of expectations where right. I went in with none whatsoever and maybe perhaps it was it had to meet a criteria for you mm-hmm. that it was missing something. I don't know, but would you still say it was worth a watch?
0: Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I definitely think that I would recommend it especially if you are a fan of the Saw franchise because it is a different take than I think we've had. And that in and of itself is really fun. And this also being said, I'm still excited for like the next saw. Don't get me twisted. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be very clear about that. But yes, I still recommend it. I, I liked it. I do want to be, mm-hmm. I did like it. I just think that it wasn't as good. And I don't think I would rank it as high as other people are saying they would.
1: Okay, that's fair. It is also a watch from me, but I think, again, kind of funny to say I'm still not checking for the next Saw <laughs> so, despite finally liking a Saw movie again. I'm a little upset that there's going to be another one, but conversation for another day. <laughs> <laughs> Moving into spooky month now, the month of October, uh, we have the first of the big October releases, and this is The Exorcist Believer coming to us on the 6th. After their two young daughters go missing, only to return acting strangely, two families question their faith and fears as they try and save the girls' lives. Y'all know there's been a lot of talk about this one and the quality of the movie. And there has also been some discrepancies on the homie, DGG, David Gordon Green. (laughs) And while I have in the past kind of championed for this director, I see where you guys are coming from with Mm -hmm. The Exorcist Believer personally. Now, let's put this, let's be clear. I didn't actually really dislike the movie. I thought that overall it was entertaining um, and there was stuff happening, but it felt very uneventful. Mm -hmm. And that was my biggest con about it and i don't necessarily know if that's just like uh this remake thing or just my feelings towards the exorcist in general and how the movie plays out Mm -hmm. but the pace just felt off and i don't i can't really put my finger on why other than i feel like not a lot was really going on in this one Mm
0: -hmm. okay i hate to say this i hope i don't sound ridiculous but i kind of liked this movie that yeah. being... I liked it more than I expected to.
1: That's that's the thing. I expected to hate mm-hmm. it. But I didn't.
0: I think this... Okay. I think the issue with this movie... The two big issues with this movie. Number one, it's The Exorcist. You're already putting yourself up against one of the best, if not to many people, the best exorcism movie that like changed a generation like you you're yeah. already setting yourself up against that not only are you doing that but you're bringing back a legacy character who was in the trailer so you already know chris come back and mm-hmm. i feel like out of all of these movies that decide to bring legacy characters back they really don't know how to do it like i i'm really having a hard time with the way that they are handling this because Either just have it be its own thing. But if you're going to bring them back, bring them back for something for a good reason. Not mm-hmm. just to have a like, remember me? <laughs> hey. Yeah. And of course, since she is back, it's like, oh my God, drink every time you hear the name Reagan, you'll be in a coma. Like, <laughs> it's just a, the way that they're capitalizing on the exorcist is too much. Because I do think... If this wasn't an exorcist movie, it's not like it's breaking new formula. And so it would probably fall right in with other exorcism films. But I do think it would have been received better. Secondly, I think that feels like because once again, comparing it to The Exorcist, the things that Reagan did to herself in that movie was so shocking. Mm
2: -hmm. You would
0: almost think in 2023 we would up the stakes. And like these girls are really, I'm not trying to say like these girls were chilling watching TV through their possession. Like it's still bad things are happening. But I think in comparison to what we've seen before, it's like that's not, we don't get a lot of that. It's much more about the families Mm -hmm. and like their journey through faith. faith. (laughs) And like, yeah.
1: yeah. There's a lot of (laughs) other like conversations and topics that are like at the forefront in this one and honestly i'm so st- i am starting to notice that trend with david gordon green is when it comes to these remakes of beloved franchises i still praise this guy's ability to modernize some of these stories for today mm-hmm. but i do i am noticing that he tends to like focus on certain things within these storylines that I don't think most people going to these movies are checking for. Like, I I feel like when they see these titles like The Exorcist, they're going for a very specific thing. And this movie seems like it's kind of going out of its way to kind of stay away from those things and explore other ideas, which I don't think is necessarily bad. I just kind of want to see more original content then from David Gordon Green as opposed to going back and trying to revamp some of these franchises i like his directorial style actually Mm -hmm. i I enjoy it but still i feel the complaints about this one and again it was one of those ones where i didn't dislike it per se but like it's hard for me to recommend it because like it wasn't necessarily a good time yeah
0: honestly i think the latter half of this movie the exorcism to me was the best part of this movie um That being said, there are some moments in this movie that unfortunately unintentionally are humorous because Mm -hmm. of the way that they play out. (laughs) And I think that's a really big bummer for a movie like this. We should not be laughing (laughs) like we should not be like, "Uh, (laughs) LOL, but I am sometimes. And um, that is unfortunate. I will say Leslie Odom Jr. I think is a highlight of this film. I think his storyline particularly with what he's dealing with and his daughter. And I would say even in juxtaposition to the other family, that's interesting. Like, I I yeah. enjoyed all of that. I just think as a whole, I expected these girls to be doing some crazier shit than what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, Come on. Like, uh, give, yeah. me I, give me something. Give me something. I feel like
1: tame tame is the word that I would use for this one. Yeah. And just like no, nothing to exciting or crazy happens. And I think for a lot of people that was kind of a letdown. Yeah. So I, I'm i gonna say it's a skip, but I'm also still, I might sound dumb, but I'm not giving up on, on David Gordon, man. I feel like one of these days you are gonna drop a banger, yeah. bro. And I'm waiting for it.
0: Well, David, I, like I said, I enjoyed this movie. I think as someone who's not super like into The Exorcist, this movie was a lot easier for me to stomach. But that being said, as an exorcism movie goes, it's still not breaking new ground. It's still OK. Like, it's just I'm going to throw it in the pile. However, the ending of this movie I did like. So, <coughs> yeah, I, I I actually would recommend it just to check it out. Okay. I think it's worth checking out. Um, you're probably going to be pissed off, though, if you like the exorcism. <laughs> I will say that right now. like You're going to be annoyed. So just a heads up. <laughs> That is going to take us to the later half of October. Five Nights at Freddy's came out on October 27th. Desperate to maintain custody of his younger sister, Mike Schmidt takes a security job at Freddy Fazbear's Pizzeria. However, Freddy has a dark history and Mike quickly realizes that this job might not be worth the check. We talk about this movie. We have a whole episode on it. This Mm -hmm. is a recommend for me. I thought this movie was... I really enjoyed this. I thought it was fun. Um, I actually played the game <laughs> after watching this movie. <laughs> Freaking terrifying, first of all. But it, the, playing the game actually made me made me like the movie more. Um, so I actually, since that episode has come out, I probably would score it higher than I did even in the episode. Um, but yeah, I liked this movie. Ooh. I thought it was. I thought it was yeah. a good time.
1: Same. I think neither of us were super familiar with this f- franchise outside mm-hmm. of like seeing other people tackle it um and even from that perspective i thought it was good i think that this is a great one to see with a family uh, like i think it's a solid uh, there's a solid amount for both adults and kids in this one um so it's just a great middle ground film for like younger spooky lovers and then older veterans of the fran- or of the genre sorry um it's just it's good it's good it mm-hmm. gave me everything i i went i went there for and for that i'm grateful so definitely a recommend for me as well And check out our episode, too. It's really good.
0: Listen to it. Play the game if you're brave.
1: (laughs) And then on the same day, how brave, we had When Evil Lurks, also coming out on the 27th. This movie is about when two brothers unintentionally release a great evil onto their town. It's a race against the clock as they try to stop the demon's full resurrection. Okay, so another one that we've talked about um this movie completely blindsided me i was hearing so many people talk about this one and saying oh you gotta watch this movie this movie's crazy check out when evil lurks you know i was i was i I was staying cautiously optimistic but dang did this movie blow my hair back Mm -hmm. i was not expecting this movie to be as good as it was And honestly, it's kind of up there with talk to me in terms of highlights of the Mm. year. Like this one, this is a movie you will not soon forget.
0: Yeah, no, this is another movie. Knew nothing about it. I thought it was a period piece for some reason. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Watched it and was kind of (laughs) confused at first. But yeah, no, I was super excited about it. Um, Like once I realized what the actual premise was and it nailed it it came through there are moments of it i think that we both like when we talked it through although they weren't our favorite moments made sense for us within the confines Mm -hmm. of the film and we this the meat of the film is so good that the little stuff that maybe feels a little out of place it doesn't matter, because at the end of the day yeah. you're you're met with some characters who are flawed, but trying their best, and dealing with a very impossible situation, and trying to watch them navigate that is is stressful and tense, and you really just don't know what can be done and what you would do, and I think that's kind of like the fun of this movie is like, yeah. what now, what? And it <laughs> what do we do? never goes in the direction that that I think uh, I was expecting it to go to. So, yeah, it's definitely a it's a pretty kind of like grim film. Oh, yeah. Uh, lots of despair, not a lot of joy <laughs> to be found within this film. <laughs> so I definitely recommend it. Be in a specific headspace. Be aware that this is not going to be it's a good time in the sense of it's a solid movie and like that's nice to watch, like a really nice piece of filmmaking. But it's not going to be like a fun time.
1: <laughs> no, no. Your emotions are going to go on a uh, unfortunately bumpy ride. Yeah. But kind of in the best way, I don't know. There, there again are just some scenes from this movie that I think are burned in my mm-hmm. brain forever. I just don't think I'm going to unsee some of the things that we see in this. Right. And uh, it was worth it. I would do it again. <laughs> and I and I recommend that you do it as well because it's a great film.
0: Yes, agreed. <laughs> but that actually is going to bring us to our last film of 2023-ish. Um, <laughs> but the last big film, Thanksgiving, which came out November 17th. One mm-hmm. year after a tragic Black Friday incident, a new killer emerges on the eve of Thanksgiving, hell-bent on revenge on all who were involved.
1: And uh, this one, another one that had a decent amount of buzz coming up to Thanksgiving, just because I feel like people were kind of, sort of in the mood for a Mm holiday-themed horror. And also, right after the strike, I feel like we were just kind of hungry for movies anyway. And you know what? Eli Roth delivered in this one. I'm going to just say it. It was a fun slasher. It was in line with the holiday went out there to make a scary movie based on Thanksgiving with some Thanksgiving themed kills and a Thanksgiving backdrop and another movie this year that presented exactly what it was in its trailers and gave us exactly what that was in the movie. I had a fantastic time with this. I thought it's a really good slasher one that honestly, now around the Thanksgiving black Friday timeframe, I might throw on just cause, it's a good time. Mm-hmm. The characters are, <laughs> the, you know what? They're unique. I'll give them <laughs> that. Because like they all have their quirks. They're all a little bit different. Some of them you like more than others, but it's still engaging to watch them through this story. And the killer is a lot of fun. It gives, it is giving me scream, um, but in like a good not trying to be scream, just capturing some of the mm-hmm. magic of scream um, within It's slasher confines. And I definitely think this is a watch, Um, especially if you miss it around the Thanksgiving time. You can watch this one at any point during the year. But if next year rolls around and you're just like fiending, salivating for something to have before dinner, You should check out Thanksgiving. Really, really good. Definitely recommend
0: it. Yeah, I still need to check this out. I'm really excited to watch it. I really, really want to watch it. I
1: I do really think you'll like (laughs) it. I think it'll be right up your alley. I think
0: so, too. So I will be checking this one out and coming back with my thoughts. But from what it seems like and just from everyone else I know who's seen it who has like similar taste to me I would be shocked if I didn't like this movie but hey I don't know Saw Sox kind of (laughs) threw me for a loop as well so who knows
1: (laughs) true true and yeah as Erica said that is our list that is our 20 picks from 2023 that we think you will enjoy within all of the horror sphere Um, again we couldn't talk about every single movie especially some of the dope uh, streaming releases that came out um, and some notable ones that we did want to still include in some capacity are A Haunting in Venice, No One Will Save You, Malum, The Angry Black Girl and Her Monster, Infinity Pool, Influencer, uh, Totally Killer, Husera uh, The Bone Woman. I hope I'm saying that correctly, but that one I've been seeing a lot of. I really want to check that mm-hmm. out. Uh, the Outwaters, another film that we covered. And It's a Wonderful Knife. A nice festive film that did round out the year that I still have to see, mm-hmm. quite frankly. But I've heard some, like, okay-ish things about
0: Yeah, Yeah, same. I, I, I've heard, like, it's all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, that is it for 2023. If there's any movies that we just listed that was just an honorable mention, or even any of the movies that we did that, We haven't done a full episode on that. You guys are dying to hear a full review on. Just let us know because we are always down. We've seen the movies now. We're ready to talk about them. So, yeah, if you want to hear any full breakdowns, let us know which movies you homies would like us to talk about. But also, before we leave, we want to take a look forward to this year, to the future, and to some of the movies that have been announced that we are excited about. Um. I am interested, Roshane, to kind of hear like what are your big three, like the three movies that you're excited for this year?
1: I would say coming up, um three is kind of hard. Because, like, <laughs> we've only gotten a couple of announcements, but I'd say the ones I'm looking forward to the most are probably gonna be Terrifier Three for sure. Mm-hmm. Coming the holiday season. I'm really excited to see where Art the Clown goes. And then it's not officially stated, but if we do get Maxine in 2024, you know your boy's gonna be mm-hmm. hype. Like those those two are my big picks currently.
0: Okay. Yeah, same. Maxine, like I'm dying for it, feels like it's been ages <laughs> since we have had any updates on that, but I am really excited for that movie. Um I would say A Quiet Place Day One, because I love both of the A Quiet Place movies that we've had, and I'm so interested to see like a prequel and see, cause we jump in whenever they already know what they're doing. I think it'd be so interesting mm-hmm. to see them like trying to figure that all out. Um, and then honestly, I'm kind of interested in imaginary. We watched a trailer for that not too long ago and I don't know. I'm kind of interested to see what they're, what they're going to do with that. Um, yeah. so yeah, I think that would be my big three that, that I'm kind of excited for so far. Also, <clears throat> just throwing that out there there is gonna be um a talk to me sequel which we haven't gotten like a date announced for that yet but i am excited for that whenever that comes also there is gonna be um a sequel to smile yeah which i don't not to be rude but if i had one that i could say i'm like not excited for it's probably that
1: (laughs) that's fair honestly same but The thing is, I thought Smile was overhyped, but I didn't hate it. Yeah. And I do wonder if Smile 2 might fix some of the issues that I had with the original. That's fair. Maybe.
0: That's fair. It's happened before. So Mm -hmm. can't speak too, too much about it. But Yeah. Excited for 2024. Excited for the horror that's going to come out Uh, last year. As you guys can see, we were pretty happy with most of the horror movies that came out. So yeah, it's got me excited for the new year and to check out all of our new releases. And yeah, hopefully some of the tropes and things we've talked about uh, will be improved, improved upon next year. Maybe we'll see some of those kind of fizzle out. But if you guys would like to talk to us about any of the movies that we've talked about today, and like I said, request longer episodes on any of them tell us what movies you're excited for in 2024 etc cetera, etc cetera. you can always talk to us on our social media we are homies of horror on everything or if you'd like to email us we are homies of horror at gmail.com you can email us requests recommendations and business inquiries or if you want to slip into the discord to have some more in-depth conversations about any of these movies or anything in general we have a discord where we hang out with the homies chit chat about horror but other things as well you can also get notifications in there about events when we're going live things like that so if you'd like to come through you can find the link for that in our social media bios and if you're listening to this on Monday, we will be streaming on Twitch tonight. Twitch is where we hang out with the homies, play spooky games, have some drinks, have some laughs, and we'll be celebrating the new year. If you guys would like to come through and say hello, we'd love to see you. The link for that is also in our social media bios. And last but never least, if you'd love to leave us a rating or a review, we'd very much appreciate it. You can do both on Apple Podcasts. The more we get, the better. Recommends our show to more listeners. And we just like to hear what you homies are thinking of the show. So if you have an Apple account and haven't done that, that we'd love for you to over on spotify you can rate us by simply clicking the stars underneath our name but that is it for us today homies happy new year again we are so excited for another year of going through horror with you guys and we will be coming back next time with another spooky movie
1: catch you next time homies
0: bye